0: Welcome to Cobra Kai. Some things never change. Yeah, what are you talking about? I heard you beat up a bunch of teenagers in that parking lot out there. Oh, that. No, I didn't beat up any teenagers. I kicked the shit out of a bunch of assholes who deserved it. Oh, Johnny Lawrence calling someone else an asshole. That's rich, man.
1: Yeah, what's that supposed to mean?
0: Now, look, I'm not here to rehash the past. Just stay away from my daughter's friends daughter's friends yeah that makes sense nice company she keeps what the hell's that supposed to mean means those friends of hers were wailing on a kid half their size
1: now maybe you don't know your daughter as well as you think you do get your house in order larusso
0: who the hell you think you're talking to bathroom's clean yeah is there anything else you need me to do
2: i'm sorry sensei
0: sensei really Oh, my God, kid. I don't know what he's told you, but you shouldn't believe a word this guy says or you're going to end up exactly like him. You and I, this, we aren't done. I'm right here, man.
2: edition of the Sin Beef Podcast, uh, where we strike hard and strike first, and usually strike last as well, and strike out sometimes. I am your host, Gary Hill, and with it tonight for this very special episode is he's from the da, 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 from the Evil Episodes Podcast and the Just the Movies Podcast and the Theme Warriors Podcast. Mister Mike Merriman, how you doing, sir? <laughs>
3: Yeah, what's up? I'm I'm glad to be here. It's going to be a fun show. This is one I've been wanting to talk about for a while, and it's finally happening.
0: Yeah, it's finally happening! Yay!
3: Oh
2: my gosh. Also with us, uh, from the NFW commentaries and the Two Drink Minimum commentaries, respectively, is Mr. Nudie. How you doing, sir?
1: Hey, people. Yes, this is going to be fun, because it's Cobra Kai. Yeah! There's only fun in this dojo.
2: Only fun in this dojo, yes, (laughs) indeed. And of course, you can hear him and watch him all over YouTube, reviewing many, many action films uh, that we all know and love. Mr. Jonathan Gore, how you doing, sir? Johnny Gore, I mean. Either way, people (laughs) people know him as Johnny Gore. How you doing, sir? All right. Welcome back to another episode. Great, man. But tonight, today, wherever it is in your your geographical area, it's it's currently 4:52 in the PM where I'm at. We're going to discuss the season one of the YouTube Red series Cobra Kai, which if you don't know about the title, it is technically a revival series, uh, reigniting the fire, if you will, between one Johnny Lawrence and one Daniel Larusso. Uh, First thing I'm gonna do, and my dogs are gonna be here barking in the background. I don't know, give two fucks, guys. How about that? Because they're not gonna stop. I'm gonna ask the <laughs> guests. I'll start with Johnny Gore, and ask him, uh, "What is your experience with the Karate Kid series as a whole?" Well, you know,
4: you know, as a kid growing up in the '80s, you know, that was the uh, that was one of the movies you, know, you gotta watch. You know, because no you know you. Know, you talking about um, self-discipline, self, uh, you know, self-respect, everything like that. You know, the movie, those movies in a way, it made you grow as a as a person, you know, whatever person you want to uh, become, you know, you want to become like Johnny, you want to become like Daniel. But, you know, it, it pretty much did make you um, want to choose sides. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, as a whole, you know, you Know those movies in the 80s and then that one in the uh early 90s, you know, that was the um, those movies, uh, it was um, just impactful as far as your uh, your uh, growing up is uh, concerned. So,
1: nudie, what do you think, sir? <laughs> as also as a kid growing up in the 80s, I thought Jaden Smith was the perfect choice to play the karate kid. <laughs> 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 Come on! I expected more laughter than that. <laughs> uh, Sorry,
3: I, I was just throwing up to
1: laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I loved the original movie when it came out, and I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I would you would say a humongous Karate Kid follower. Like I watched the movies like everybody else did and thought they were good, but I never. Like sat back and just like, oh, God, I got to watch this again, watch it again. I was I always fell into the horror movie realm, but I did enjoy the series for what it was. Cool.
2: Uh Mr. Mike Merriman, what do you think, sir?
3: So, yeah, the the first Karate Kid, I think it was a really solid underdog overcoming obstacles type thing coming of age movie. Solid. Uh The second one, um I thought the second one was still pretty good. It takes a turn for the more unrealistic when Daniel's actually able to defeat, I think, what's the guy's name? Choson or something? Uh, yeah, because
2: he, he, he bitch slaps repeatedly. Yeah, that's how he yeah. wins.
3: Yeah, a fight to the death against someone who's been, like, training probably in the martial arts since birth. Um, oh, boy, oh, <laughs> started on that part. <laughs> and then uh, the third one, I mean, I guess depending on what you're feeling of the the term guilty pleasure is i think three it's not a good movie but there's a lot of it that makes me crack up and i get entertainment out of it um especially the characters of terry silver and yeah Mike <laughs> Brock, karate's, karate's <laughs> new bad boy um, i think they're pretty much what makes the third karate kid so for that reason alone i like it uh if we want to go to the deep cut the next karate kid i don't think i've seen it all the way through i think i've seen pieces of it on cable and i was just like no this is ridiculous and then i haven't even seen the remake
2: you know i'll I'll give next Friday kid one thing it was doing that thing where let's make it a girl like way before everybody else decided it was cool you know that that, that gender reversal stuff you know what as as far as the movie goes i don't think it sucked too bad i I don't i don't remember thinking it's great or anything because there's a lot of like Silly stuff in
3: there, and and what's his name was like the bad guy in it. Um, I forget now. Was it the one with Total Recall? Michael
2: Ironside is the yeah, evil Ironside. sensei. Yes.
3: Yeah, which <laughs> <laughs> that that just like screams B movie. I mean, but it was like a theatrical release, right? I mean, it was out in the theaters and everything. And <laughs> the fact that they got Michael Ironside as like the bad the bad sensei just cracked me up.
2: I, I remember briefly. I, I gotta ask this. Ever remember watching the the cartoon show, the the short lived cartoon show when they were a kid?
3: I briefly remember it. I was pretty pretty young. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I watched that show. Yeah, I remember the the theme song. I remember the video game coming out, which was really cheesy for Nintendo. And um, <laughs> I remember one one time at a at a garage sale, I was able to pick up. Those massive action figures they had from the first movie—they—they mm-hmm. they came with like the 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 ring, and they they functioned on the ring, and it was really really dumb. Much like if you if anybody remember see I, I never had them. I see pictures of them. I think the over the top action figures worked the same way.
5: <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> yes,
2: there, there was over the top <laughs> figures. Yes.
4: Wow, I missed out on that one.
2: Oh, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't say you missed out on them, it's kind of dumb, but uh, <laughs> they all function on the arm wrestling table, you know, that's about all they do, and uh, I think there might have been, there their there, there was a Lincoln Hawk, and I think there there was a Bull Hurley, and not much else, you know.
1: <laughs> Coming soon to a Willis Wheeler prize box.
2: Oh, yes, yes, indeed, that was <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> Imagine what it cost to ship that goddamn thing. I think it was heavy, if I remember correctly. That whole setup, yeah. You know, oh my, god. A hungry, hungry hippos. It is not. <laughs> uh, me myself, I, I liked it a lot when I was a kid. It, it's kind of like the Mighty Duck series to me. I, I I liked the first one the most when I was a kid, but then I appreciated the third one way more than all the other ones when as I grew up because it just it just uh, you get the first one where you of course you're introduced to the characters. Miyagi and Daniel, D- Danielson, and uh, of course Johnny Lawrence and the Cobra Kai, and the second one is the only one with any real stakes in it because he got the whole feud between Miyagi and his and his uh, his friend about you know Sato Sato <laughs> Miyagi. <laughs> Miyagi, we he's fighting now Oh he's he's to fight of all course the they were time. fighting
3: over a girl right like yes. the the lady that. I think she was either with Sato and then wanted to get with Miyagi. And I, that turns out that's like why my Miyagi ditched Okinawa or something. Like she, it was, was,
2: she was arranged to be married to Sato, but she was in love with Miyagi and Miyagi was going to be with her, but he couldn't do that obviously. So that's why he left to not do, not to be feuding with Sato to, to leave her to her own volition to be with Sato. And then of course Miyagi's father is dying. So he has to go back to Okinawa and, the yeah. feud, the feud starts a no <laughs> <laughs>
3: The feud never died.
2: The feud, the feud died when he, he karate shot that <laughs> so giant piece tough. of wood, you know. And,
3: uh... <laughs> we, so we all know Pat Morita passed on. Did that actor who played Sato, is he still alive?
2: I, I have no idea. I'll, <laughs> I didn't look that far into it.
3: Because I'm like, how, how if he is, how can they work him into Cobra Kai? <laughs> oh,
2: that'd be spectacular. But he He was, he, was forgave, he forgave him, um... After he uh, he saved him from the hurricane, so
1: yeah, he can he, come he, fight so, John. Uh,
2: he died. He had his redemption. Oh, yeah.
1: he uh, he died in ninety six yeah, at was, the he, age of sixty.
2: He was old as hell back yeah. in those days. It looked like it anyway. He he, could, he, he was about seventy. But I, could, I could got it totally wrong. But, <laughs> um, Kid three is is the fun one to me. Like like Mike said, it is the B movie the B movie of um, of this series, and I love every minute of it. You got uh, the introduction of th- Thomas and Nicholas in the My Life and Your Lives uh, as one Terry Silver, who's the uh, the the goat of, of of the Cobra Kai, and he he's finagling Danielson into learning all these new techniques so he can basically fuck him over, and uh, gets lets Danielson get punched in the dick plenty in that final match with Mike Barnes, cause that's all that happens in that matches. Mike Barnes punches him, yeah. in, gets a point. that he punches him in the dick, gets a point. Then punches him in the dick, and you know. Well,
3: if you if you think about it, like if you compare like Mike Barnes to Johnny Lawrence, so in the first one, Johnny Lawrence, he was like the number one student of Cobra Kai town, or whatever rich town in like southern california but compared mike barnes was like a national karate champ in that well, uh, he was that he was the
2: ringer technically
3: yeah he was a he was basically a ringer just brought in just to like beat danielson up like it wasn't even about winning necessarily it was like i just want revenge and yeah go ahead and win the tournament just for ultimate embarrassment and then he got mesmerized by the kata and in the, model, in the most unrealistic finish yeah, to any of the
2: Yeah, it's, ter- <laughs> it's really terrible. They, every time he wins, it's something really stupid. That's where the next Karate Kid has it over all all three of these first movies is because in the end, I remember, there's like a big old parking lot brawl between her and whoever the Johnny Lawrence is of that crew. And yeah. she, she does like that, you know, I forget which technique she's taught by the monks, but she... she yeah, praying mantis. She 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 gets like blinded, and there's like real stakes, and you know she actually wins the fight, you know, gloriously. And the yeah. Fir- they... And the first one, you, you we'll get into this, but you know, yeah, I think um, Elizabeth Shue lays out the peru- per- rules pretty well that anything below the neck is a point. But he kicks him in the face, and this is bothering me. Even as a kid, it's bothered me. Like, yeah, she told him the rules, and he kind of broke the rules, and. No, no,
4: no, no. Here's the thing. No, she, no, she did say that. You know, you get a point by hit him in the head too.
3: I thought it was like you just can't punch him in the face
5: because
3: uh, there's that part where Johnny he takes Daniel down and he like fakes the punch to the face and then they stand him back up because he he's not allowed to like strike him in the face. But I didn't know if it was kicks too. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, it, it's really a gray area. Of course, I, I, need to, I
3: need to purchase my copy of the All Valley Tournament <laughs> Rules book. Or something.
2: <laughs> and of course, the next one he he uh is in a dumb thing. He, he learns what what's called the drum technique, you know, which is basically dodging a giant metal spike that comes down from a, a
3: rail. Wait, <laughs> but not not only does he learn it, he learns it on the spot because I don't think he was ever teaching him that the whole movie. And then Miyagi just pulls it out. The whole crowd follows suit, and then Daniel sounds like, "Oh, I get it now." Like all of a sudden, I, I
4: yeah, he, was, he was listening. He was listening to the drums. You no, know, the the drum was telling him, you know, how to um win the fight. So you know, Johnny, we- that's, that's, what, that's what he did. You know, anything, anything that the drum has done, you know, Daniel he he um imitated. So you know, yeah, he blocked the punch and then he came back with a counter punch. You know, that was the uh, drum technique, right, right there.
2: I I just don't because it it, it, it has with him bitch slapping that guy repeatedly. And, of course, you know, the, the nose thing, the honk thing.
3: You think and... Chosen would have, like, known that technique, too, and been like, I should probably not just stand here.
2: Chosen would have killed him in the street if, if this was real. Okay, at his face facts, you know.
3: Well, yeah, and then Kumiko cheated on Daniel's behalf, too, because didn't she, like, try to jump on his back or something? Daniel... I think so, yes. <laughs> Daniel recovered a little bit. <laughs>
4: Wait, hey, that fight, was, that fight was to the death, okay? No rules, okay?
3: <laughs> she just going to jump on him and try to choke him out. Like me, I said, this is <laughs> a tournament. This is for real. It's
2: for real. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, <laughs> he was really stupid in the end of the third movie, too, where he's he, uh, Mike Barnes, the bad boy, crying. This is totally his fault. Is distracted by hand segment, by hand motions. And, you know, that's a... Uh, and he, they're yelling. They're yelling at the crowd with the crowd. Get the point. Get the point it's like what do you do? You, fuck, you fucking dumbass fucking hit him you know <laughs> just watching him do fucking hand motions and shit like he's doing like he's voguing out there or something
1: you know? it doesn't sound like you yeah. like the movies very much Gary I,
2: I like the <laughs> movies I don't like the outcome of the movies cause you know
1: <laughs> in all
3: three movies it seems like Daniel's opponent clearly was better at karate than him Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: he 100% all- yes <laughs>
3: Especially like parts two and three, because like I said, at least you can make the case that even though Johnny Lawrence is like a star pupil, it is just like, oh, I'm the best in this small little town. But the other two are just like freaking out of this world.
2: At least in that first one, though, you got to watch him throughout the tournament defending himself and showing how he's winning these matches effectively. You know, yeah, these ones are the other (laughs) ones are uh, no. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know,
4: in all reality, you know. Daniel learning karate right there on the spot, you know, just for like a few months, you know, he will he will learn enough. But still, if this was reality, he would have got killed in the first match.
2: He wouldn't he wouldn't even got up to Johnny. He would be beat by that by that fat guy, Cobra Kai or L- Lamar Latrell Korbaik or uh, one of those. He, got,
3: he definitely would have got beat by Dutch.
2: <laughs> Dutch Dutch yeah. was an angry young man, you know. <laughs> and I love that churn at, at the end of the first movie after Bobby like destroyed Daniel's knee with that kick, and he's like, he just he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and like the next scene he's like, put him in a body bag, yeah, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> that was the for... other guy that said that.
3: <laughs> when Crease is like oh, my out my of God. commission, I, <laughs> I can beat this guy. I don't want him beat. It's like, wait, you don't. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, because if Bobby would have beat him, then he probably, Bobby would have just, what, forfeited and let Johnny be the champ the, uh, champion. I guess?
2: I guess. You know, because that would have been a thing. He is the Cal Naughton Jr. of the Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with Silver, man. Ain't nothing wrong with Silver. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the the last one, The Black Sheep in the Room, uh, that Karate Kid, um, it's not a remake, and I, I, I'm gonna say this right now, because... I saw this in the theater with my mother.
3: Don't do it. And I, 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 whatever, whatever. I say don't say it. I
2: didn't have a bad time, and I'm not going to lie to you because you know what? <laughs> it's 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 not a remake. It, it it doesn't try to be a remake. Except for the fact that Mr. no, it's not. A, it's not a remake. He don't learn karate. He learns kung fu. I know. <laughs> the, they, the cra- they should yeah, call it the yeah. Kung Fu Kid or something like that. I agree. Right. Yeah. The, the title of the movie is just a marketing ploy they needed, that, they needed that that name recognition and then of course Jackie Chan is Mr. Miyagi but the film itself this is the only karate kid film that has real stakes I, I think cause at, at the end at the, throughout the film he's surrounded by kids that could beat the fuck out of him with, with, with no question there's like a whole karate school and yeah it's like a fish out of water thing and yada 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 and uh, it it's it, it doesn't it, it doesn't suck and people I think treat it with that, and I'm not saying you should treat it more respect I still think you should not merit it for being called the Karate Kid when it should be called something else but a lot of folks call it a remake and that's not really fair because it's not really a remake it's it's more like it's a, it's a reimagining of, of you know what if Mr Miyagi was put in this situation this this you know because he's still the handyman. He still teaches him how to do martial arts, but like Jonathan G- Johnny said, uh, it was um kung fu, not martial arts, because it's Jackie Chan. You know, people people should know this. And um, but all in all, I I I've watched it a long time. But I watch it again. I, I liked it okay, better than the next Karate Kid. You know. But speaking of my next question, this is gonna be, and I I know Jonathan's gonna have the best answer for this. What is are some of the best if you can think of one? I can think of one on top of my head. And I'll talk about it. Um some of the best karate kid ripoffs that came out around this time that you could think of i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna ask Johnny gore first what do you think sir wow um uh wow <laughs> uh, the best karate kid rip offs wow
4: oh boy I need time to think on that one <laughs>
2: uh anything from you uh nudie Can you think of one we we did one of the show once on on uh a two trick minimum
1: <laughs> oh um <laughs> uh Oh, uh, what the hell? <laughs> you got me. You just, the movie that I had to do uh, twice—one on your show, one on another show—Bruce Leroy. No, no, no. To think
2: about, think about the ghost. Think about the ghost of Bruce Lee. Okay, you, you'll you remember what it is. You know, never back down. No, uh, no, no retreat, no surrender. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think there was, I think there was. There's a lot of them, though, right? I, yeah, like I think so kicks. yeah, oh, sidekicks was With um. I wouldn't call sidekicks a uh, um a Karate Kid ripoff, he more like admired Chuck Norris so like he had those fucking fantasies about him all the time. Um but that was oh, sorry.
4: yeah that was a Karate Kid ripoff but I just thought of a of, of a movie that not I many people may not know about. But there's this movie called Showdown.
2: That was gonna that's the one that I was gonna say, yes. It's just yeah. it's just like Karate Kid, but it has it
4: is, um it completely now now that right there is a Karate Kid B movie.
2: Yes. Sir. I mean, in, the, in the best possible way. Yeah. You got Billy Blanks in there as your 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 black uh, wise janitor, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> yeah, a yeah, former cop turned high school janitor, yeah.
3: Oh, damn, that's the one I was thinking of. I just forgot the name of it. Billy Blanks, yeah.
2: Perennial 90s bad guy, Patrick Kilpatrick as the, the evil sensei.
1: Oh, that guy. <laughs>
2: that guy's great. <laughs> uh, who else? No
1: retreat, no surrender. What do you call it? Um,
3: Ben
2: Stiller's wife. She's
3: in... Christine Taylor, yeah. yeah. She's oh, yeah,
2: in. Christine Taylor, yeah. She's in that movie as well. I forget she, who else. She,
3: she's What's fresh cool? off Hey Dude.
2: Fresh off of Hey Dude. Oh, I watched a lot of Hey Dude back in the day, man. I'm not even ashamed. <laughs> oh, what, what else? Oh, if you guys watched that, that Weird Science TV show as much as I did, they, they have the other Gary Wallace on in that movie as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As his buddy in that movie. I forget that the, the kid's name. The main... Your, your your bootleg, Daniel LaRusso. But another movie where he's getting the shit kicked out the whole time. But, you know... Of course, Billy Blanks is teaching him stuff. And it ends with that... that not necessarily... This is where it switches. Because it's not necessarily a final showdown between him and the, the, the bully. It's a showdown between Billy Blank, Blanks and Patrick Kilpatrick at the end of that movie. And that's, that makes it even better, I think. And, uh... Right, yeah,
4: because you know, they had beef in the opening of the movie, so yeah, you know, it'll be uh, it'll make a lot of sense that they actually had their final showdown at the end. So yeah,
2: yeah, that was a that, that showed on HBO a lot, so I probably watched it a lot. Um, let's get the meat and potatoes of this now. Uh, Cobra Kai uh, from from this year is a ten episode series uh, season on Netflix because it got greenlit for that season too right away. I think it had five million views in the first day or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of views, but uh, this basically pits Johnny Lawrence, who's now uh, broke down, broken general, you know, handyman for hire now, who's uh, just bitter about life and bitter about everything. And it doesn't help that, that he sees billboards all over California that his his old rival Daniel Larusso, which I don't I don't see why. Well, I could see over the years why he'd be so mad, but the way they play it, like at the very end of the match, he was so mad, but if you watch the first Karate Kid, he's like, oh, here's the show for Daniel. You deserve it. You deserve it. You know, shit well, like that.
3: You know? also, yeah, also, I think like it, I think the important or like one important aspect to this show is when they kind of introduced Johnny, it's like he literally just woke up front, like 30 years later in his bed. After <laughs> that, like you would think that he hasn't literally done anything except after that tournament he got choked out by his sensei and then went home, took some Valium or Prozac and slept for 30 years. Yeah, and then and woke up. <laughs> yeah. Cause he, he wakes up like he's still living in the mid eighties just with his knowledge of things going on in the world, the things he doesn't know about. And then the fact that he, he still feels Daniel LaRusso is his number one archer rifle. It's like, man, you were like, 17 years old in that karate tournament uh, and you're I, I guess you're still feel like I guess you haven't accomplished anything else in life since then because you're still very angry about it
4: he kept that nice car and that's that's a huge was on itself.
1: Hmm. yeah he kind of just once he oh, lost he just became a deadbeat alcoholic and just didn't move he lost the girl he lost the tournament he, he lost everything he lost his sensei he just kind of went into a tailspin and kind of never recovered 35 years later. And like you said, he's still very much living in the 80s and the yeah. headbands and everything
3: else. They, they kind of play him like your typical high school star athlete that well, once they graduate high school, you know, they're not good enough to play college ball. And then they just go on to have a mediocre life like they peaked in high school.
2: Yeah, you get a lot of that in, in, in real life and in fiction, you know, <laughs> it's a. <laughs> it's an unfortunate fact of life. Whether they're holding on to that one thing that they never really achieved, but you know, and uh, yeah, you're not wrong about that. By the way, the whole time warp thing, because mm-hmm. it, it can almost work like that. That the way you described it, that's what it
3: seemed like to me. Like, like, I mean, like
2: the like the world passed him by literally, and he like quantum leaped himself into his older self or some shit. You know,
3: pretty much like right. he cryostasis except he's still aged because <laughs> he wakes up not knowing much about the year 2018 so
2: <laughs> there's, a, there's only there's only one kind of car there's only one kind of music there's only one kind of you know attitude that, 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 that 80s attitude but at the same time he has those grown up responsibilities and you, you can tell you've hit rock bottom where you, you drink warm Coors Banquet beer at your bedside and flat I, I might add and and I hate that fried bologna. That's the other way we eat bologna. But you know that fried bologna and ketchup uh, breakfast. He's he's slamming in that opening scene. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, top ramen was a little too gourmet, I guess, for him.
2: <laughs> what I see Pharisees when the stepdad comes in there <laughs> and he opens the fridge. I figure he says something like, "He's like a oh, past expiration date." You know what that means? Spoiled. You know what <laughs> <laughs> he says?
3: Which and I mean, <laughs> yeah. Just, just to keep it on the topic of Johnny Lawrence, I actually think that overall this season of Cobra Kai, the the first season, they kind of made it a smart decision because it feels like it's more about him than Daniel Larusso. It's it's kind of like catching up because, like Daniel, you figure he's gonna be somewhat you know successful because. That's just how his character has been through the film franchise. Johnny Lawrence's character is more of the mystery because it's like, OK, what's he going to be like now? And throughout this whole season, it's kind of like a partial redemption story where where he, he does get some redemption, but he's still battling past demons. But I, I felt that they thought it would be a more compelling story to kind of follow his new arc over Daniel's, which I think was a good idea personally.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it, it was like a flip of the script basically when you you look at it. Uh, like, I mean, I've seen people and Gary even mentioned it online a few times how everybody was like, Daniel's a douche. Daniel's a dick. Like, it kind of reversed the script. So Johnny, you're kind of rooting for Johnny now. maybe. And But Johnny does just enough that when you start to feel towards that way, towards Johnny, you're like, wait a minute. No, he's still an asshole deep inside too. It seems to me like Danielson was more of the instigator throughout this whole season than, than Johnny. was like Johnny just like, leave me the fuck alone and let me live my life. And it always seemed like every time he turned a corner, there was Daniel like doing something to push him and push him.
3: Yeah. Uh, if if the movie Little Giants taught me anything that translates to this is local sports hero opening a local car dealership turns you into a douche. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, I guess Daniel was more like lower or like uh, s- a small letter D douche, but um, he, yeah, he definitely instig- like, yeah, for his part, da- I'm like, why does Daniel even care to keep this rivalry, go- rivalry going? Either he's he's moved on, I thought, but I guess not either.
1: But if you think about it, you know, all of us growing up, unless you were the super popular guy in school most of us were picked on and and a lot of times you had that one guy that was your nemesis and it's true like i can say the same thing like i went through a lot of crap growing up and then in my adulthood i run into this guy inside of a a convenience store or something And you're like, oh, fuck, you know, what's going to happen now? Like, is he still going to be a douchebag? Or is he going to actually acknowledge you? Or does he even think about you? You know, so kind of when you're going through that kind of stuff, you don't forget it. So it affects you, you know? So Mm -hmm. maybe that's why he was still this way, the way he was towards Johnny, because he really was affected, you know, growing up with that. He was the guy's main bully. And you don't forget those things growing up.
3: Yeah, that's probably why he has like the built in doubt on Johnny's intentions throughout the series, too.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, the the, the um, yeah, the first episode starts with that, and then, yeah, I ha- I hate that the promo at the end of the se- of the first episode, if you watch it on YouTube, it goes, Daniel says something about, Now next to it, hear my side of the story, or some shit like that. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, fucking Machio? It's just, just let it continue, and it kind of does. <laughs> it's just, like, a stupid promo, and I, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> um, no, I think, I forget this episode, but the second, first, first episode, we'll, we'll just run through this, basically... Basically, Johnny has a run in with, with with some some thugs, and, and uh, he meets Miguel this way, his his only student for a while, and uh, these guys are, are picking on Miguel, who's this little skinny little kid, and naturally they're bigger than him, and they're, they're of course you gotta have the fat guy in there because the fat guy's the muscle, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Johnny is is probably half-drunk and eating some disgusting convenience store pizza, so you know he's got to be upset. And, uh, and all of it. Beats the shit out of these young punks, and, of course, uh, that 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 leads to his interaction with Miguel, who he wants nothing to do with, but Miguel wants everything to do with him, so he can teach him the ways of karate, and uh, John, Johnny wants no part of that, because that's not a part of his life anymore, yada, 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 but... Obviously it still is, you know, he's pretty limber still because, uh, he dispatches these young punks pretty good. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't kick him in the dick like Miyagi does, but, uh, <laughs> which when you watch like the cutscenes of this, you forget that Miyagi's just stopping people's dicks in that movie. Just boom, 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 you know, it's like, yeah, he'll never have children, you know, <laughs> Which Daniel has two in this show, so I, I'd imagine all that Mike Barnes punching him in the dick and that Karate Kid three, uh, it didn't really hurt anything down there, I guess. You know, I'd imagine uh, I'd imagine it hurt a lot though. <laughs> so Daniel's got a family, a, a wife, a, a daughter, and 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 a son who's a pudgy, annoying little fuck in this in this show.
3: Dude, I hope his son gets written out of the second season. Like, there's no purpose for that son. I I couldn't stand him. Yeah, he did he did he didn't serve anything in that uh in that season.
1: All he did was eat and play video games.
3: And like yell at his parents.
1: <laughs> well
3: it's like
2: that's a sound is it a third world country or something? Some shit like that he says.
3: Yeah, he had a complaint for everything.
2: Man he he was that kid you wanted to beat the shit out of but you know you could tell that he was privileged all of his life and whatever you got the daughter who, with her, with her, with her rich friends, uh, uh, runs into Johnny's only reason for living is that fucking Firebird. And, uh, this leads to, um, it getting towed to none other than LaRusso, uh, Automotive, whatever the hell the company's called, and them meeting and, uh, not really reigniting the, the rivalry right there, but what you get later on in a, a dinner interaction with, uh, one of the young punks that Johnny beat up is now the boyfriend or male friend of, jo- of Daniel's daughter at a dinner that, that Johnny uh, did, did did some work on him. And, of course, he shows up at Johnny's brand new, and I didn't mention this before, he, he, his stepfather leaves him a check for to basically buy him out to not be around him anymore. And he uses that money to reopen a Cobra Kai dojo,
1: but he only has one student. And I... Uh, <laughs> And the stepfather is ninety year old Ed Asner, by yes, the way. Yes, it
2: is ninety year old Ed Asner. That's the, yeah, uh, yeah, he's still he's still
1: kicking, and still in rare form because
2: yes. he he can still swing it. He's a wonderful asshole in this this series. And of course, uh, Daniel shows up, and uh, he he mentions I think along the lines of when he finds out that Daniel's daughter is dating this young punk. You need to get your house in order, LaRusso. And of course, that really like. You don't tell another man how to try to run his family or whatnot, you know. Especially when you're cocky, tree tree swinging, uh, Daniel Russo. But um, what what do you guys think of this interaction? I I thought it was like uh, that long shower one there on either side of the dojo. I thought that was pretty special, you know. Because you know what they really teased us to make
4: to make, to make it look like that these two were going to fight one more time. They teach us throughout the whole season of that I think, like four points throughout the uh, the season, they teased us that these two are going to fight one more time. So Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, but the, so yeah, there, there was that, yeah, there, that there was that white st- shot. Yeah, that white shot of them standing on the side of the other uh, side of the line. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: As, as the season like progressed, though, you know, the, you kind of saw like a, a sense of Johnny maturing, but not so much Daniel, as in a sense yeah. of. He realizes that, you know, I don't know, he's getting too old for this rivalry shit. So
3: didn't, didn't, didn't at one point Johnny request like a Rocky three style behind closed doors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Like fight just for them. That's exactly, that's exactly, they're
4: going with it. That's exactly <laughs> what they'll go with it. Yeah, they'll do are they're gonna they're gonna do one more fight, you know, determine who who, who is um the best or whatever. Yeah, so you know, yeah, they're going to come to um Dango Dojo and they're going to do the uh, Rocky 3 fight. You know, let's see um you know, uh, you know who uh, we're going to owe uh, each other a big favor. You want to read the bell?
3: Ding ding <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> He's like, "You beat me by a lucky kick." <laughs> Oh, that'd be if Apollo
2: wasn't dead. That'd be epic, you know. You know, could come back again. I guess now we have his son though to to follow. <laughs> um, what 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 happens next? Uh, oh yes, uh, at some point you you meet uh, Johnny's son, who's uh, of course a juvenile delinquent and his a hoodlum. His he's a hoodlum, and his mother's a whore. He's a whore, you know.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, and um, I'm in the boy. Oh, the boy had no chance. His mom's a whore and Johnny Lawrence is like an absentee father, so you're really kind of not surprised that the kid's like hanging out with like street thugs and hoodlums who just run the streets, so it's like, right. you kind of sympathize for him, um, just because it's like, well how else was he going to turn out in that situation? These
2: are some pretty crafty shitty street thugs though, you know? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you could get one of the first glimpses of him wearing like a like a geek squad T shirts, like working yeah. but not working at like this tech uh this this computer fixing company, and <laughs> the only ploy is that he borrowed some guy's shirt so he could steal the laptop to sell it. Yeah,
3: you know? <laughs> yeah. It's
2: real simple, but it's real smart, and I like that. And
3: not bad, not bad.
2: Yes. See, so you meet him, and then you know you get the whole idea of you know Daniel's gonna trade him because he says it right away, that it'll really piss off my father if I went to go work for Daniel LaRusso. Yada, yada, yada. Because you know he's been hearing about this fucking shit all of his life. About mm-hmm. how Daniel took his girl and kicked him in the face and won the karate tournament and yada, yada, yada. Come on, Dad. It's like a fucking broken record. Yada, yada, yada. And uh, that's that's the big plan of this movie is that he's going to train, be trained by Daniel LaRusso eventually and... He does in a way, which, you know, that you, you needed a montage in, in that situation, I think. But all you really got was that thing where he's showing him how to do stuff around the auto place, and he's doing the jack the right way so he can show him how to punch or something. I don't know what was going on there. And, of course, the part in the woods where he just walks away, I'm going to go watch the hockey game now. You go ahead and work on those kicks, Junior. You know. <laughs>
1: It's, it's updated Miyagi for 2018.
2: And I like that they didn't really go back to that well of you know, you could, you, you, they had the part where he was waxing the cars but they really yeah. didn't use it in context with, okay, wax on and wax off. This is how you defend. No, kid, you're working for me so why don't you just clean these cars and you know, whatever. Let me show you how to do it the right way. Because he really didn't teach them a whole lot, whereas you had some great training stuff between Johnny and Miguel, who's just doing a great job toughening this kid up. In uh, with, we, 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 you know, be, being mean-spirited in, in some ways, but at the same time being hard on him to to, to say, you know, there's going to be out people out there that aren't going to be nice to you. And this is what you got to do. You got to toughen up. So you had the part with the, the baseball machine and, you, you know, he was the, <laughs> Yeah. Which he sucked at, but then he got really good at and, you know, but one of my favorite parts of the whole series season so far is... <laughs> <laughs> what? He's fighting Johnny, and of course he sweeps the leg and knocks Johnny down, and Johnny still has the remote in his hand, and he hits him right in the temple with the baseball, you know? <laughs> uh, that's not fair, hey, man. They're not, they're not going to play fair, you know? <laughs> oh, let my next question. What what do you guys think of Johnny's relationship with Miguel? I'll start with Mike.
3: Well, it, it's... It starts off kind of rocky and hilarious at the same time, um, just because Miguel's, like, enamored by him once he sees him kick the asses of the bullies. Uh, It's funny, like, for a while, Johnny still wants nothing to do with him. Even when he takes him on as a student at first, it's kind of like, I don't really want to be doing this, but I guess you're a paying customer, Then I have no other source of income. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is kind of where... You see uh, they're trying to give Johnny some redemption for doing things for the right reason, at least at first, when he first starts training Miguel, because you figure, you know, at first learning the karate, it's going to be for self-defense because obviously dudes are picking on him at school, that group of bullies, and so he's going to be using that as self-defense, so... I I would say at this point of the show, it's kind of hard to argue that Johnny's really doing anything bad. I mean, it it comes off as, as good and that'll kind of multiply as he gets more students. Although he slips into bad Johnny during part of that too. But, um, you kind of, you know, you don't have I mean, I didn't really have a problem with Johnny's intentions so far and there's nothing wrong with making a business out of having a karate dojo. But, um, yeah, I, I thought I thought the dynamic between them was pretty good. I also liked that uh, Johnny just would always criticize Miguel about listening to modern music yes. and stuff. Johnny always had something to say about how eighties music was better. And then he actually got or Miguel ended up like googling like eighties rock, and he like changed his ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot if he. Yeah, I think he changed it to Guns N' Roses or was it Rat or I can Rat, can't, Rat was it? Was, yeah. Like, so, yeah, their their bond was pretty cool to see kind of evolve.
1: Cool. Nudie. Yeah. Um, the, it, it, like he said, at first, he only took him on just because he needed the money because we forgot to mention that he, he lost his job because he got into a fight with a rich person while he was doing some housework for her and uh, pretty much lost his job. So he was down and out and homeless – well, not homeless because he was living in a kind of a place that kind of looked like uh, – or Daniel lived in when he first moved to California, yeah. a little, a little, so that kind of you know, parallels that too. And um, at first, I thought he was the maintenance man there, but apparently he's not. He just lives there. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of cool to see it. Like he said, uh, he kind of idolized them after he beat the crap out of those kids, and and uh, it was cool because Miguel was also looking for a father figure. I guess it was just him and his grandma and his mom, so he was kind of looking for that father figure type and. Who, who better than a drunken ex karate guy, right?
2: <laughs> kind Grandpa, made me laugh. He's not doing karate. He's
1: jerking off, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll be done in a minute. <laughs> jerking off, <laughs> but yeah, they uh, throughout the season, the series, you, the season, you see how they get closer and closer, and he becomes his number one student, and and the relationship they have together, and it kind of. Turns into like a young Johnny as it goes along, which you know, I'm sure we'll talk about as we go along.
4: Cool,
1: Johnny Gore. You know what? Yeah,
4: yeah, Johnny. Uh, you know he, uh, yeah, he, he, he became a pretty good influence on Miguel. Yeah, the way I see. It. You know, you know Miguel. You know, he, yeah, he was in trouble with those kids, and uh, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, he, uh, he cleaned the house real quick with those cats. Well, so yeah. So yeah, when Miguel, you know, you approached him, you know, asked him, you know, what was that? You know, karate? You know, what was that? Taekwondo? Mixed martial arts? He told me he was just straight karate, you know, traditional karate. So yeah, you know, yeah, he wanted to know, you know, he wanted he want to know more about it. But you know, Johnny, yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't having it at first. But then you know he uh, you know he decided, you know, yeah, if you're going to go if you're going to go go to go this route there's no turning back. So, you know, yeah, he took the, he took the kid on as his, uh, his student. Yeah. He hears something, he something about Johnny that, uh, <laughs> I was, um, a little bit surprised to see. And, uh, yeah, this dude, he's a big iron Eagle fan. Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> as am I, you know, that prime Lou Gossie Jr. booty shaking, you know?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah yeah, 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 he was sitting on, uh, yeah, he was sitting there watching, watching his TV. And you know and, you know, you know, when Doug thought that Chappie was dead, you know, he uh he listened to the tape. And you know, you could tell Johnny, you know, as many times as he watched this movie, you can tell he was he was very inspired by Chappie's um Chappie's little speech there. So, you know and then Daniel's commercial come on. <laughs> yes,
2: it ruins everything, you
4: know. <laughs> So yeah, you know Daniel, you know he was the bane of Johnny's
2: existence even after high school. Like, fuck you yeah. and your bonsai tree, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah,
4: you know, you know the second. <laughs> oh yeah, you know wait wait, not the second because he didn't want nothing to do with Daniel after he found out that his um, car dealership was the source for, you know. To uh, get to get his car fixed up, so you know, you know, you know, he showed up, go incognito, show up, and uh, try and try and uh, get his car out of the dealership, you know. But nah, man, <laughs> nah, they uh, they wanted to help him. Even Daniel wanted to help him. I yeah, mean, you, know, you know, yeah. How can how can people consider Daniel to be a dick when he actually wanted to help Johnny? not only gets car fixed, but gets car fixed for free. I mean, come on now. I mean, yeah. People are just going to overlook that one. But, you know, yeah. But other than that, you know, you know, Johnny, he was, um, he was, you know, karate was the only thing that kept him leveled. So, you know, he, uh, he, he was trying to uh, really turn his uh, life around through karate. But, you know, as always, you know, he was, he, he fall, he fell on hardships. So when more hardships start to build on him, you know, he decided to, to you know, close down the, the, the dojo before he even opened it up. So, but you know, that one fight, man, that one school fight that
2: turned everything around for the boy. Yeah, that was pretty great. Cause he, uh, he learned some of the skills that he learned and uh put them to use and then these uh bullies you know he even goes as far as they where he's hanging out with his his two nerdy friends one of one of which becomes Hawk which is just the douciest cobra kai there is with that fucking <laughs> with that fucking mullet and the fucking hair lip, you know <laughs> um not mind I mean I'm mohawk I mean because his name he calls himself Hawk you know, I'm no longer this guy. I am Hawk. But uh, when he's, he leaves his dirty, dirty friends you know, what are you doing? I'm striking first. You know, he didn't say it like that, but that's basically, you know, he used what he learned from from, from Sensei Lawrence and uh, put it to use. He gives the kid confidence, but not, not in a douchey way. He, he gives them something they didn't have before, and I think that's a, a pretty important point to bring up is the, the point of him being this meek, Kid, uh, who was not motivated at all to to, to go find a girl or anything, because he was too afraid to do anything, and gave him confidence to do whatever he wanted to do, but not really be mean about it. And uh, that was uh, important skills that he needed to know. Being uh, be, being a kid, of course, they, of course, his father's not around. You know, they, they 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 make that up real fast. But Johnny's stepfather's around, and he, he, they do this thing in the show where you you for like five minutes you get to see Johnny Lawrence as a kid and you get to see your classic tale of mean stepfather made Johnny bitter about everything and that's what led him to the Cobra Kai dojo and John Kreese and so he was already this angry young man who who, who loved uh, who loved 80s music and his Walkman and uh turned him into the the gruff uh teacher and molder of young minds that he is today and uh whatever flashbacks I don't need you you know <laughs>
1: It was a rough zombie flashback. Oh, there was
2: no, there was no white horse people, no white horse whatsoever. <laughs> the evil
1: stepfather did it again. Yes,
2: and then you get, you know, of course you get stuff that that happens later to where it's it's some really like high school shit, one of which is Johnny spray painting a dick on Daniel Russo's uh, billboard.
1: You know. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he climbed up there while he was wasted off his ass.
2: <laughs> you would totally fall down. The vertigo would kick in and you'd be you'd be dead on arrival. <laughs> man oh man. It was pretty funny seeing that giant dick on that billboard though. <laughs> <laughs> and of course his bonehead cousin and whoever else was with them not being real quick to paint over the dick, you know. You ever painted before? You gotta work your way to the middle, you know. Yeah, Louie, yeah, that fake ass wanna be mobster. <laughs>
3: I know they're bringing in all the, the extended LaRussos from Jersey.
2: Yes, gotta get those that Jersey LaRusso the clan in there and uh be 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 done with it. Oh man, but of course Johnny, you know, asks young Miguel because he's going broke. Do you have any other people that that you you'd like to that would like to learn how to defend themselves? And he's got a couple, you know, and some aren't feeling it, but I think one of them that becomes a pretty pretty. she's oh, a. She's a heavy set girl, Aisha, and she is is angry from basically doing what adolescents do. You forget who your friends are when you go to high school, and she was best friends with Daniel's daughter, but not anymore because she fell into the popular crowd. So she's a uh, she's angry about stuff, and she wants to go learn how to kick ass too. And uh, she knocks Miguel on his ass in a hilarious way. Yeah. <laughs> he does that 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 takedown and. Uh, this proves to Johnny that because that, he didn't want no girl, he don't want no girls in his dojo. But this proved that, that that girls can get shit done too because she fucks up Miguel with that fucking body slam and then uh, then yeah, she charged at him, then jumped that knee. Yeah. She wanted to, she wanted to prove herself and she did, and that was a uh, she's a pretty fun character. I, I mentioned Eli who 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 later becomes Hawk, you know. He uh, lip. Yeah, lip. Yeah, that guy. You yeah. know, <laughs> a scar. Oh my gosh, this is a kid that gets picked on a lot too. But he again, again goes from from that bitch to bull thing, and uh... T- 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 there's some other folks too. <laughs> Louis Larusso, w- what an asshole. <laughs> but he gets he gets a whole bunch of Cobra Kai together because they all they all are, they all they all are paying customers, and I think by the end he only has about eight of them. Man, no, he has he has some left. Only 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 certain ones he brings to the tournament, and I hate the line like when he's training towards the end. It's like you're the only one that can win this tournament. I'm like obviously not because the big girl seems like she's got it together, Aisha. And she 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 can, she can fuck somebody up, you know, but whatever. and whatever. in the end, you know it had to be uh, Robbie, uh, his son, versus his his student Miguel because that's that's the way it was gonna be, <laughs> and um. I, I, I don't, I, this, this is where, where the, 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 meat potatoes of show is, that people think that Daniel LaRusso is a douchebag, because he kind of is, because even when Johnny's trying to do right by, by everything, by his life, by his, by his students, Daniel's trying to cut him off at the pass at every turn, by, you know, cutting him out of the All Valley tournament, Cobra Kai's altogether getting him banned, and some other stuff, and, of course, um, his stupid cousin and those biker dudes destroying uh, Johnny's car helped no nothing in his case. A very nice car, <laughs> yes. It still ran very well too for it being as old as it is. And um, yeah, that that car got blown up really good by these assholes. And again, it leads to what Johnny said: the false, the false fight, to where they're gonna they're gonna fight. But then again, he's like, wait up, we're, we're grown ups, and my wife just gonna put a stop to the whole thing by saying hey, I'll go make breakfast. I don't want any blood on my patio. He's like, hey, I can eat. You can eat? Okay, let's go eat. You know, and uh, another false fight. And I, I do agree with, I, I agree and disagree with Johnny Gore there because the, the what you get in the finale, in the in the final shot, I think is going to set up something pretty special for season two. And we'll get into that after we talk about the tournament and all that stuff. And uh, uh yeah, the tournament stuff... Yeah, of course, this all leads to episode 10, which is the All-Valley Tournament. The 50th... Which, which, oh, I'm sorry.
3: Uh, I was just going to say, which in my mind is kind of the weak point of the show, only because it feels a little rushed, but, I mean, we can get into that later.
2: It, it is It is very rushed, and we'll get into it right now, because there's 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 not a t- there's, there's more to talk about, but, you know, if we talked about every single fucking thing you guys wouldn't want to watch, you wouldn't want to watch the show, obviously. And I... Well,
1: to add to... To what Johnny said, John said about um, why we all thought he was being a dick. He purposely got the rent raised <laughs> on the karate yes, place. Yes, too. You know, he purposely went out of his way to get the rent raised. He went and like Johnny tried to get Cobra Kai reinstated for the tournament because the tournament they were apparently banned for life after what happened when they cheated and and whatever way back then. He went back there and told you know his heartfelt reasoning why and how he's changed and he, and John and uh, Danielson tried again to block him from getting Cobra Kai you know back into the tournament. So there was little things like that that he did throughout the episodes that were really like wow he's just being a dick. He's just being a, yeah he fixed his car for free but he was doing that you know he was patronizing him because he was down on he could see that he was a drunk and down on his luck. He didn't do he wasn't doing it out of the goodness of his heart. He was just trying to, you know, trying to just get Johnny out of there. And so there's little things like that that you could see. That's why I was like, he's being a dick. He's being a dick.
2: Yeah, that's understandable. He does a lot of dick things to Johnny after, you know, Johnny told him how to run his family. Which, you know, his daughter is not a bad person. It's just he, she she hung out with a bunch of knuckleheads. And I, I think we, we've been, all been in a position where, we, we we think we're, we're good kids, but we hang out with a bunch of knuckleheads just to hang out with a bunch of knuckleheads, and they get us into some kind of trouble, and the parents kind of look th- like, you know, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed kind of stuff, you know?
3: Yeah, well, because for the most part, like when she had that party, most of the people there weren't bad. It was just more like the rich, privileged kids syndrome where it's just like, oh, my parents are out of town. I think it's perfectly acceptable just to invite 30 people over and have a big old party. Like without even asking, like, I for for me or for my peer group would be like, what the hell are you thinking by doing that? Like, there's no way that's gonna fly. And then she's like angry because they came home early. Like, how dare you come home early?
2: And the the, the <laughs> icing on the cake is uh, the fat kid wearing Daniel russo swim trunks. You know? Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Why did no one bring their own bathing suit if they were going to a pool party? Like, I have no idea. I don't know if that's a thing now. Or like, <laughs> is like the, the house is going to provide everybody a bathing suit.
5: <laughs>
2: man, oh man! Yeah, but like, like, um, like you said, the tournament was kind of rushed. But at the same time, they're trying to wrap it up in one episode. There, there really wasn't a point to going through everybody and everybody because they, they had a few in there that they were that were showcased. I mean, it's not like the first film where pretty much the whole every Cobra Kai that was competing was showcased, and that that. You're the best around, montage, well, you know? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. In the movie, too, there was, like, the, the tournament was there for more reason. In, in the in the show, uh, it's not only that it was rushed, but it almost, like, a tournament wasn't really even necessary in the first place because, one, they were all relatively new students, mm-hmm. and then you had, like, that returning champ guy who, kind of like in the first movie, you had the one dude that wasn't Cobra Kai or... Miyagi, that was like, he looked like he was doing jump moves, like roundhouse, like all this crazy stuff. I was like, that should have been the winner of this tournament. So then in the show, I don't know if they were doing it to like have a wink and nod to the movie, but then you had that guy in the blue gi who, like, the stuff he was pulling off was like way more advanced than anybody because else.
4: It was
3: yeah, it's like he should have repeated as champ or something, but um. I would have been perfectly fine if they just even have a tournament in the first season, just because of how new everyone was to karate. But I mean, they went ahead and had it. And I think they, they at least didn't have a Daniel student win. Um, I think Miguel probably was the best out of all the, all the new kids. So I think that was kind of cool. Um, and it also gives Daniel now the motivation to open his own dojo to be like, well now I've got to train people to take them out. Yeah.
2: I mean, it, it was going to lead up to Johnny versus Robbie, I mean, Robbie versus uh, Miguel, I mean, and uh, it did, and it did that thing where uh, Robbie was kind of Daniel's son, because he was trained by Daniel's son, and Miguel wasn't quite Johnny Lawrence, he, he had that competitive edge, but he wasn't mean about it, in, in a way, if I remember correctly. Been a while since I watched these. At least oh, the I would movies.
3: I would say I would say Hawk is more unhinged than Miguel. Yes,
2: definitely. Because Hawk is again he gets he grows a set of balls <laughs> when he when he puts his hair up in that mohawk.
3: Miguel the
2: back tattoo too. Oh yeah,
3: the yeah. back tattoo. Yes. Well, once Miguel learned some skills, he did kick dudes' asses when they tried to fight him. But it seemed like Hawk was more like the I'm going to go out and kick asses before even people even mess with me like he did the total flip from like beta male to super alpha yeah he goes so he,
2: he hurts uh he hurts robbie he gets the shoulder injury right uh-huh from hawk and um <laughs> johnny will appreciate this in the final match with him and miguel of course that it gets re-injured again the shoulder and he does what i'm gonna call that eric roberts best of the best move to where he has no use of his arm but he's still gonna kick your ass anyway you know? Yeah. <laughs> although, Eric, oh, although Eric Roberts was much more graceful with with that flying double kick thing that he did in that movie, if that was even him. i like to imagine it is, but it probably wasn't. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you get that. And, of course, he doesn't win, like Mike says. Miguel wins. And, and of course, you know, Johnny is feeling a sense of accomplishment that his student won but Not a sense of arrogance, he's just happy that he accomplished something in his life after all these years to make this young student, you know, as small as it is. You know, the, the all valley tournament, I'm sure it's a very big deal in the valley, there in, in the fictional sense. But you know, the small thing exalted him, yeah. really exalted him to a yeah. level yeah. he had beha- yeah. felt in a long time. Yeah, don't forget what um, what um,
4: Daniel's wife said, you know, you know, in the valley, you know, karate is.
2: Karate is big in
3: the valley as football is in
4: Texas.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't fr- how true that is Friday, uh, Friday, Mike Joe, Joe. You live closer to to the the valley than any of us. Is this true Mike? Is karate big in the valley?
3: I mean, I'm in the I'm in the Sacramento Valley, but we're in Northern California. Uh you know, I got to I got to ask uh Mr. Venom because <laughs> he he's down in that in that area of Southern California. I, I don't know if there's a big karate scene. I mean, there's There's definitely, like, a lot of MMA uh, out here. I mean, in Sacramento, we got uh, Uriah Faber's Ultimate Fitness Team Alpha Male. Like, I could literally, like, ride my bike to where that's located at. So, I mean, I would say in in modern times, it's more like MMA gyms than just straight karate. But, I mean, I don't think that's unique to uh, the Valley, but... um, I gotta talk I felt, to some of my SoCal people and see yeah. see see if they're like going out there and attending the All Valley tournaments every year.
2: Tell them to drive through and bring them some of those Trejo's tacos, man. You know,
3: yeah. It'd be
2: real nasty by the time you got them, but imagine the taste, huh? Yeah. Oh my gosh! And of course, this leads to you know Daniel not not being really crestfallen that his student lost, but gives him the motivation. You get to see the great scene because he has like a. A dojo and in, in, in the backyard of his house like a little mini dojo and his daughter is getting because that's a through line throughout the end of the season that his his daughter was once into the karate but not anymore but throughout the show she's using different techniques like when she's at the movie theater and kyler is is the bully he gets too close to her and she she does some some move on him to get away from him and of course, that means she. mean she. that mean she, she sucked Kyler's dick in in, in high school, speak because you know that was the thing. This is the series too. That she got she got bullied by her former friends because she uh, dissed Kyler after sucking his dick in the movie theater, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, she's back into what you see in the end, where she's in the in the mini dojo doing some moves, like she wants to get back into get closer to her father, which is going to be pretty cool next season. And, of course, this leads to the, the the scene after to where Daniel goes to Miyagi's old hood with, with Robbie and say, you know, we're, we're going to open a dojo. We need students. And you get to see the beautiful shot of Miyagi's garden and, of course, the old cars. It's all coming back to you now, see Miyagi's old house. And I thought that was a nice touch to bring it all back to that because I thought Miyagi's crib was tight back in the day. He had some pretty awesome stuff in his yard and stuff and he cared about it. And,
3: yeah. He, like, modeled it. It seemed like he modeled it after Okinawa. Because when in the second one, when they go there, it's, like, a bigger version of that. Yeah. yeah
4: definitely. Yeah, they they definitely brought it back.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we we skipped over, I think, when uh, Miguel took her on the date. They went to golf and stuff. They went stuff. to
2: golf and stuff, Jack. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and they, they even <laughs> played a little Young Hearts. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah, they did throw back with the song, too. That was a nice touch, you know. It was kind of like a, like the date montage in a way, like the same way it worked out with uh, Elizabeth Shue and, and Daniel's son. I forget her name right. in the movie.
3: Allie.
2: Allie, yeah, Allie. Allie. Yeah. Allie with an I. Allie with an
3: I. Yeah, and then we, we got that scene, I think it was a couple episodes before the finale. Yes. One of my favorite scenes in the whole show was uh, when Daniel and Johnny ended up in the bar drinking and they're kind of reminiscing and then it's almost like in that one scene even though they're not friends they kind of still have that mutual respect for the past and how the past is like um, like it's water under the bridge to a certain extent because then they start talking about Allie and Daniel's like oh or Johnny's like oh I figured you kept up with her and then they start talking about Facebook and Johnny has no idea what Facebook is or something and then oh my god you know, here's <laughs> he's like why, why, why did you friend request her and he's like oh it'd be a little weird her ex friend requesting her she's married and I just got a kick out of that whole conversation
4: yeah here's the thing between those two in that scene you can you can, you can can see that things were starting to get good with them you know they, was, they could actually get along you know mm-hmm. all, all they had to do is find some kind of common ground and the whole thing with this thing you know, but with Daniel you know he was trying to find his balance in his own life because, you know, Miyagi passed away and you know, you know, he's doing pretty good for himself. You know, he got a great house, you no, know, he got a great family. But still, you know, he didn't have that balance in his life because, you know, he had you know he, he didn't have Miyagi to um give him advice and teach him more, more uh more more philosophy.
3: More wisdom, so, yeah.
4: Yeah, so you know with Johnny here, you know, he, start, he he was starting to regain that balance, even though, even though you know, these two guys, you know, they weren't buddies from the jump. They were really starting to get along here. But then, you know, Robbie, you know, he uh, shows up, and that's when it all falls apart again, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just things starting to get good with these guys. We got, yeah, you know, Robbie's, you know, Robbie's original plan, you know, as soon as he found out that he is... Oh, so that he's been trained by his old man's arch enemy, he's gonna lose his shit Ring, and that's reignite, exactly
2: reignites the rivalry.
4: Yep, that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened,
3: man. Yeah, and you know, Johnny I, I,
4: lost his shit and <laughs>
2: now we got uh, these two at each other's throat together. I think I say they quickly uh, is diffused when at the end of the season, well, at the end of the tournament, where. Johnny's heart gets five times too big or some shit like that, you know. Yeah. Whatever the grinch line is, you
3: know. I think that, that that's another issue sort of with why the tournament felt a little bit off in the show compared with the movie cuz in the movie the the tournament had like a big reason for, or Daniel had a big reason for being in it. It was basically not necessarily to win it, but just to show like I can defend myself, you know. It's it's more like it was like an honor thing, but he, of course he ended up winning At the end, anyway, in the show, it was like, well, it's not like Johnny's students were going up against the bullies of the school. It was just like other random dudes. And then Johnny's son was fighting on the other side under Daniel. But then it's like you're not really necessarily rooting for him either because he's kind of a messed up character. So it's almost like you're. De facto, either rooting for Johnny or Daniel through vicariously through their students because the students themselves, they don't, there's not that same even like underdog thing going on in the tournament. It's it's, it's kind of like a, a totally different dynamic than how they played the tournament out in the first one.
4: Right, right, yeah, right. You, yeah, you really did not know who to root for in that whole that whole tournament. Again, yeah, because, you know, yeah, you, you sort of wanted to see... Johnny, you, you want to see, to see Johnny have his redemption, but his students were a little bit corrupt because they decided to uh, they, they actually toughen up.
3: Yeah, well, because yeah, they, I he,
4: Johnny, yeah Johnny, he was teaching these kids how to toughen up, and when they when they finally became when they finally toughened up, that's when things started to um, backfire in Johnny's face.
3: Yeah, and they even showed it with, like certain shots of Johnny like throughout the tournament. He was like, "Man, I, the bad version of me probably instilled some not so good things in them on their way to learning karate."
4: Yeah, especially especially with uh, Miguel. I mean, he tried. I mean, hey, he tried to um, you know, give Miguel some ease, you know, just calm him down a bit. But you know, Miguel, he was corrupt, and you know, he went yeah. on. He went on, and he beat Robbie the dirty way, and Johnny did not want Miguel, his number one student, the guy that he, the guy that um, came to him first in order to uh, learn how to fight, you know, he did not want him to be, you know, the old Johnny, you know, he wanted him to be, you know, a better Miguel, but nah, man, the whole, yeah, like I said, the whole thing just backfired right in his face, and you know, Miguel, he, uh, he got corrupt, and Beat beat uh, beat Robbie you know took advantage of that dislocated um, okay, shoulder you know you know won the fight won the tournament but you know
3: I like how they fake Danielson doing the. Rubbing the hands together. <laughs> yeah. To, you know, oh, yeah, that's, yeah! Oh like, man! Oh, medic. <laughs> man, <laughs> medic. The look on, the look on my face,
4: man. When I saw that, I'm like, I'm thinking, I, 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 I said it out loud. He taught you that too? <laughs> but then, nah, man. He, nah, he ain't teaching that, medic. <laughs> so, yeah, I tell you, that was um, that was one of the funniest things in that in that whole uh, season. <laughs>
2: Yeah, of course, this leads to, uh, I, I think, is the money shot of the whole series. Because the whole time I'm watching, the whole time he's getting Cobra Kai together. And I'm sure not just me was asking myself the same question. Is he going to come back? Is he going to make an appearance? Is he going to make an appearance? Like, and I'm telling folks that watched already, don't tell me if he's coming back. Don't tell me. But the money shot at the end is, uh, of course, Johnny's proud of what he done. Johnny's proud that the student came out on top and that Cobra Kai is a, is a name. But to ensure that Cobra Kai is a household name, you get after Johnny went back to his dojo to reflect, out of the shadows comes one, Sensei John Creese of the Cobra Kai. And I got it's I got I got really excited because I knew that Martin Cove was still in pretty good shape and I was like, I'm hoping he comes back, I'm hoping he comes back, I'm hoping he comes back, and I hope he comes back in the right way. Not saying he's gonna come back mid season. Now let me show you what you're doing wrong with these kids, Johnny. But no, just show up as a shadowy figure at the end of the season to say, guess what, motherfuckers? You just, you just came and wait till season two and see what happens next after Johnny's... Kind of feels pretty good. He's not feeling bitter. He's not feeling angry. He's not feeling mean. But Sensei John Kreese is going to slap that mean right back in him again. Just It's kind of like a godfather thing. Like, you know, it's like, just when you think you're out, they pull you back in kind of thing, you know? And he's trying to, he's trying to he's kind of like his Emperor Palpatine to his Darth Vader. He's going to bring him back to the dark side. And right, you don't know if that's going to happen or not, but you're kind of waiting for something really nasty to happen next season. And I i can't wait for that to happen just to see what, how this well, is going to play out.
3: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that takes over as like the main storyline, because after all, the show is called Cobra Kai, not like Karate Kid something, you know, so... um it could have been like that. The first season was kind of there to reestablish Cobra Kai. And then it takes over as the main driving force of the show, which I would be fine with. Cause you know, Daniel will still be off to the side training his daughter and probably Robbie as well. And, uh, but I, I'm interested And then if they follow, like, I don't know how much of like the entire franchise they're going to follow because, uh, John crease was like the sensei, but Terry silver is like, kind of like the money well, guy I'm
2: waiting for it. I'm waiting for I, Terry Phil- silver to come back again now I I'm, heard, I'm waiting for so many things to happen I, I, i'm just anticipating
3: season two well i haven't read like an official article whether he's coming for season two but he spoke the words at a convention the guy who played mike barnes mm-hmm. he was like yeah season two it's happening but i don't know if that he was like saying that in passing or if something's official i haven't read anything but i, I i'd assume that if the show goes long enough they're going to try to find a way to work most of those guys back in.
2: I'm just just waiting. The first season's written so well and there's, they don't really try. They have throwbacks in there, but they're not shoved down your throat. Like I was totally expecting with this series. So I think Mm -hmm. if they did write some of these characters back in again, I think it'd be done smartly and efficiently, you know?
3: Yeah. Someone said like the, they had an idea that like John Cruise will come back and if Johnny doesn't want to like realign, then he, he breaks off with Mike Barnes to make Bad Boy Karate Dojo. Oh, do-
2: man. Imagine. My nipples are getting hard just thinking about it, Mike. See? You
3: know? Nudie, uh, what do, do you <laughs> think? So? Your, sorry. They need to bring back Snake. Yes. Barnes' <laughs> uh, instrument. Snake. Be
2: with uh, you know. Snake with the, with, the, with the satin jacket and the... the, the I think he had... a am pretty <laughs> sure Snake had a rat tail. I can't remember, but yeah, he...
5: Nah,
4: he had right tail, no, nah, nah. <laughs> it was um it was the other guy, Dennis. That was rat tail. R-
2: rat tail with the with the fatty pack, yes.
1: <laughs> we not gonna talk about Mama LaRusso making an appearance oh, on the nah. show.
2: Making <laughs> that, that past the Primavera, you know. <laughs>
1: She was like still the same character too, so she did a great job. Just a little bit older, but she looked she looked pretty amazing too. Let me
0: see those oh, crowns. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. Man. Uh,
4: Yeah, yeah, you see, yeah, yeah, you can see the whole Italian Italian dinner just explode right there. <laughs> yeah,
3: with the, with Mrs. LaRusso and the wife getting into it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then they become best friends. Yeah, was, uh, overall, like the the the, fun, the finale there was kind of rushed and you could see miguel turned pretty much into johnny at the tournament it throughout but i liked that how throughout the season they kept showing all the flashbacks to the movies and, and like the, the beach party the same kind of thing happened when that happened like right after johnny had sat down with miguel and told him exactly what happened with 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 Allie and everything. So kind of like the same kind of circumstances happened, even though the girl got grounded and lost her phone. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he got got totally wasted on the beach and then saw no, her show up. And it was kind of like the same same kind of situations playing out. So it, it was really well done. And like, you know, like you guys brought up a few little flaws here and there, but overall it was pretty, pretty well Pretty well laid out, and the writing was pretty damn good. And I didn't didn't they say in that one of the movies that Crease had died? No, that, that, well, that, that was that was that was the three, that was the play in part three
2: that they said that John Crease died, but as as a joke, like like to like to fuck with their
1: heads, you know? Yeah. Well, he came back at the end of part three, yeah, like but, five, five, but like I thought like yeah, I thought he had like officially died, died no. like in the series at some point after that. I don't think so. So yeah, I was I was like you said, Gary. I think I got like my my hair started standing up when he walked in at the end, smoking that cigar. And he's like, Kubakai cool, is back, and I, I kind of you kind of saw some apprehension on Johnny's face when he saw him or maybe it was oh, just yeah. Cause, shit, cause he, shit your pants. shocked.
2: He was legitimately you know proud of, Dude, of what no. he did. And then once he, once he saw the sensei come back, like, yeah, he's going to fuck this all up for me, and, you know.
1: <laughs> he's going to take all the credit. Yes.
3: <laughs> he's going to bring back, like, his he's gonna his back. life-size standing of yeah. Vietnam War with the with M16. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: got, that, that, that nothing says idol worship yeah, like, you know, self-idol worship like having a cardboard cutout of yourself, you know. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that would be uh, that would be very interesting to see. You know, yeah, Chris he come back and he brings Mike Barnes with him. Now you gotta have Mike Barnes and
2: Johnny in a conflict with each other. You know, bring, bring, bring Bobby and Dutch back too while you're at it. And I forget the other one's name, but um, <laughs> Tommy. Yeah, I think that there's a Tommy. Yes,
1: indeed. You know, yeah, Hawk became Bobby.
2: <laughs> Looks like we're all trying something new, Johnny.
5: <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> <I> should <laughs> say <so there's> no <laughs> right? Right.
2: right. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm gonna, we're I'm gonna, I'm gonna close this out. I'm gonna ask uh, Johnny Gore any final thoughts on the series, and much like I cinnamon beef, what would you give it one to ten? The first season. You know what? You know what? this uh this show is <laughs> not a movie <laughs> yeah
4: this show was um it, you know I, I I had you know I, I was a little apprehensive about it at first but then when I saw the trailer you know, I had a little bit of high hopes but when I, when I saw this show from beginning to end man it over exceeded my expectations now I was highly impressed on it so yeah this show man you know despite this then despite the um the, the the flaws that you know as far as uh karate etiquette is concerned you know you you don't you do not walk on the mat with your socks on you know no you know if <laughs> no, no, you, you know if you're on that mat shoes and socks off i should notice i took karate for many years so yeah shoes and socks off when you walk on that Met, So, yeah, you know, that, you know, that, uh, that got me, you know, a little bit, you know, you know, no big deal, but still, you know, to see, you know, to see um, little things like that, I can easily just pass up on, but, you know, to see that they all became black belts, that is something that little, (laughs) you know, black belts, the highest level and didn't even get close to being the highest level of the game. You didn't even get a one degree white belt. I mean, come on, people. But still, you know. again if you
2: remember the first, uh, was... the first movie, you know, only brown belt or higher can can compete in tournament. So you know, probably Johnny probably lied about all of them.
4: Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah. And since um, yeah, since we uh, were talking about getting in the tournament, how did Robbie get in the tournament? If. Uh, he was under eight, under eighteen and he was had no affiliation. How did he sign sign up for the tournament? I mean you need a, adult consent to do that. I mean right, I'm assuming, the,
3: I'm assuming the, it's I'm, I'm assuming his whore mother worked something out. He's from the
4: independent <laughs> oh, truckers. Robbie's <laughs> mother. Robbie's mother <laughs> Yeah, this show did have this show did have some hot girls in it. I mean, Robbie's mother, you know. I Not mean, I, don't, I don't know if anybody recognized her. You know, if he, y'all seen Nine the Demons remake, right? I mean, yeah, she was on uh, one of the uh, the girls that wore the uh, the cat ears.
1: So, yeah, you know. Diora Bird. Right,
4: Diora Bird. You no, know? yeah.
1: I didn't even recognize her.
4: I mean, you know, yeah, she's she's as old as I am, but she looked older. I mean, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you know, you know, seeing, seeing, um, seeing her, you know, that's a real good surprise, you know. Seeing Lucille show up, you know, real good surprise, you know, you know, you know, you know. I heard that she would be there, but seeing her there, you know, you know, seeing the whole Italian dinner, you know, just blow up right there, you know, that was real good, real funny, I tell you. And then you know, Daniel. Daniel's, um, wife, you know, she was, um, yeah, she was, she was real cool, you know? Yeah, she, um, you know, she was like the, um, uh, uh the, 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 she was like the, the referee for Daniel's, <laughs> You know, anytime Daniel, you know, you get online, you know, she would be there to, uh, get him back in there, you know? And Daniel's beautiful daughter, you know, she, uh, you know, yeah, she, uh, she, yeah, she, she showed that she's a real nice girl and, you know? she can only do right by sticking with Daniel and uh, not being with the, uh, the it crowd. You no. Know? So, you know, you know, overall, you know, this show, you know, I give it a real good, oh fuck it. It's a 10. Mm-hmm. It is just that awesome though. For real. It's just awesome. I was highly impressed by it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, Gary stepped away for a minute. So Mike, tell us what you think.
3: All right. So, you know, Going into this, uh, I think uh, just like was already said, my my biggest apprehension was when you're taking a property that not only began over 30 years ago, but really I, I, besides the, uh, the new one, it hasn't really been touched for a while either. So my biggest fear was like, OK, this might make like a good skit or like a good one off episode, but that's a that's a lot of episodes to get something good quality out of it but um and i'd even say like maybe the first episode felt a little like uh more light and nostalgia heavy just to get you back into the series but as it went on um i felt the writing was done really well i felt the uh They expanded on the characters, especially of Johnny Lawrence. You learn a lot more about him. Um, I I think that a lot of the side characters in this were much more well written than I expected. Um, I like that the story itself, it's not just a straight underdog versus a bully's story. That's almost like a side part that happens in the first half of the show, but the – the bullied kids kind of get the redemption earlier on, and then the show kind of morphs into something else. I like the I like how they handle the continuing rivalry between Daniel and Johnny. There's a lot of nuance to it. It's not as simplistic as your, you know, typical 80s bully versus nerd type story. And, you know, overall, I think Besides, like I said, the one kind of weak spot, which would be the tournament itself for all the reasons that's already been discussed. I think, um, as a first season, you're left by the end with especially that closing shot that you want more. You want to see where it goes. And really that's kind of the job of what a first season should do. Cause most great shows, the first season is never the best. It usually gets better as it goes. So the fact that the closing shot of this, Season probably made everyone wish it wasn't over right then we wanted more right away. So The the only reason I'm not giving it a 10 is because just objectively I got to say, you know um, The tournament stuff was just came off a little rushed and without as much meaning um, As I think it should have had like maybe if they had held off on even having a tournament till the second season But other than that fantastic show. I'm going with a 9 out of 10
1: Yeah, very nice um, yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much said it all. This show, like you said, the first episode was all nostalgia, like really gets you like pumped up and back into it. It reintroduces the characters in a big way. And the, the story arcs were everywhere in the show, all over the place, like even like. The kid with his bad friends and how he sets them up to leave him alone finally. you know, I mean even that they could have – I'm surprised they didn't play off of that a little more because it just kind of ended that storyline really, really quick. But the overall – the parallels between the movies and what's going on today and how the kids are kind of the same as their senseis and what turns – how it ends with, with John Kreese making the reappearance. It leads to a very good future for this show. And I hope, you know, like you said, we've talked about earlier, all these other characters, they they work them in somehow. It'll be interesting to see what they do down the line, how Crease finally gets his revenge 40 years later, 35 years later. (laughs) It'll be interesting to see what they do. And I can't wait for next year when this comes out. And um, yeah, I I find it hard to rate TV shows. It's not like a movie where you can just sit there and, and. and like okay you know two hour movie this movie was fantastic i give it this i give it that but overall i think you know it's right up there i would give it an eight, eight, eight maybe even a nine it was so good and i'm gonna watch it again just so i can see you know other things that i may have missed here or there and uh yeah i think uh you know the future looks good for this series and we might get more than one or two you know one or two more seasons to go and I think uh, if they keep up with this smart writing that they've got going on, we got a we got a very uh, good next few years we got going here. So yeah, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a nine. What the hell, yeah! I really enjoyed it, and I'm gonna watch it again. So I think, uh, yeah, Gary, I think you're up.
2: Um, I am up. I had to step out for a second for emergency reasons. I'm not gonna get into that, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, me myself. Great series. Damn enchiladas. Damn Exactly. Those, <laughs> those um, <laughs> those, uh, the, the, the damn, damn enchiladas. No, this series, I, 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 didn't, I wasn't expecting a whole lot from it. I didn't watch the trailer. I've only heard bits and pieces from, from William Zabka himself. I heard bits and pieces about it, uh, before it came out. And, um, I had to make that this mention on the show one time, right? As clean-cut as Daniel Russo is, and as, as scraggly as Johnny Lawrence is in this movie, if you meet him, it's the exact opposite. You know, as far as the look goes, you know. And uh, I think that was kind of a nice touch to it. I don't know exactly if that's a different going for it, but um, every time I see Daniel LaRusso, I mean, uh, well, um, Ralph Macchio, it looks like he's been up for about two days, and he, he needs a cup of coffee real bad. And, uh, <laughs> he's a nice guy, though. So he's got that going for him. um, But the show itself... Well written characters are well developed. They didn't knock you over the head with with the throwback stuff. It was kind of intermixed in very smartly, so that that's nice. Could have been really it would have been really easy to do that. Just to have everything the same, but with new characters just thrown in, and they didn't beat. They didn't. They weren't lazy with the writing like that, and I gotta respect them for that. Um, uh, no montage stuff with Robbie, which is kind of. Man, 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 But you got you got enough of it with Miguel, though. I thought the the montage stuff about Miguel was pretty good. I I respect the the evolution of Johnny Lawrence's character in this show. Although until next season, you might get something totally different. That's what makes me so excited about it. They do. Which way are they gonna go? Which way is he gonna go? You know, and I'm I'm waiting for it to happen. But uh, good stuff. Highly recommended from all of us. I give it an 8.5 out of 10.
1: But, um,
5: yeah,
2: that's about it for this one. But I'm going to let Nudie pimp his stuff right now.
1: All right. Everybody knows Catch Me on the NFW podcast where we just released our 250th episode. So hopefully uh, you guys will be around for another 250 more. And thank you for listening.
2: Thank you for your support.
1: Uh, Johnny Gore.
4: Well, you know... Got my YouTube channel, you know, Johnny Sweet 13 you know. Yeah, I did the uh, 100th show a couple of weeks back. Now on 104, you know, See No Evil. You know, if you don't seen that movie, then you watch that review. And I got a lot more, lot more down the line. Going to have some nightmares in the, next, in the next couple of weeks. So you guys check me out there and... Let me know how you like the uh, reviews there. Cool.
2: Mike Mervin.
3: Well, like Gary mentioned at the beginning, I got evil episodes. We're doing TV horror on that one. The next episode will be Santa Clarita Diet Season 2. Theme Warriors, a monthly show. Um, Next one of that we'll be recording probably tomorrow night, if all goes well. The theme for this month's episode is... Accidental cannibalism, which is basically meaning the main character is uh <laughs> is a can well, they're kind of a cannibal by proxy or forced into it somehow. Um Yeah, so those are What I got, and I also do Just the Movies, which is kind of a sidecast for Evil episodes since that one's a TV horror show. Just the Movies is a uh, pretty simple sidecast where we just review horror movies, no news, no nothing else. Just get on there, talk about a movie, get get out of there. Uh, The latest one on that, we did the new Tremors, and uh, we're going to be releasing an episode tomorrow where we reviewed uh, Downrange, which is currently on Shudder. So that's, that's me. Cool.
2: Uh, first of all, uh, this show can be found on Legion podcast as well as two drink Minimum commentaries, which, um, myself and nudie are both on the two drink Minimum commentaries, but, um, if you guys go out there and you rate, it, 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 I have a, a giveaway for you guys. If you guys ever want to like make music or a podcast or just have a, a, a usable mic in general, I picked up, a. um, a blue snowball mic, brand new in the box, for for you guys to enter and win, just by uh, reviewing, um, g- going to to like all of our pages. I think Ricky has us on Instagram, and on Twitter, and of course on Facebook, and probably something else too. But if you do that, and you go rate and review, uh, at least if you guys want to review all of them, th- three podcasts that are on the Legion feed on Apple Podcasts. You guys can win. Uh, a brand new mic for you guys to do whatever you guys want with it. And you guys can make some beautiful music, or make podcasts, or just uh, talk to your loved one wherever they live over the over the interwebs, and it'll uh, sound real nice doing it. So check that out. Everybody can use some new equipment sometimes. I know folks that use use headphone headsets still that do podcasts, and they're fine to to an extent. But if you want to sound a little more professional, you, you can win this microphone and uh, ch- check it out. Uh, Twitter at GW. Twitter at Um The next show you'll probably hear will be um, we're, we had a, sh- a show scheduled with Andrew and Matt from uh, the Friday the Thirteenth podcast, but that had to get postponed and rescheduled for for conflict and scheduling. With you know, and it happens. That's one of the hardest part about podcast. and people when you're trying to get guests is lining up schedules and the schedules did not line up. So the next one you'll hear. Will either be me, Iris, and Suzanne and Jamie, like a full full run, or maybe a combination of the of the four? I don't know which ones yet, but um, we're doing films uh that, that involve uh the, the relationship between pitchers and, and catchers, you know, not not yeah, not the way you're thinking, uh, in, in, in the baseball sense. But uh, for the love of the game, we I'm going back to the Costner well again with him and John C. Riley, and um, bang the drums slowly, uh, featuring uh Michael Moriarty and Robert De Niro. But you hear that next on Simbi podcast, and uh, that's the end of this one. Or if you got beef, strike hard, strike fast, man. You know, (laughs) have a good one. Bye bye.
0: You want me